doesn't do you any justice, I'll tell you that. You always said you like my nose. I love your nose. <laughs> it's real big up there. I wish it was bigger up there. <laughs> the whole thing should just be your fucking nose. <laughs> You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake. Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of Original Remake. Uh, Mike went ahead and released an episode without me knowing, but... You know, I wasn't on it, so I guess it didn't matter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But <laughs> Clearly, you're not a fan of your very own show. What about Overboard, which was not recorded oh. in the new year, but you were on that. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, fair enough. On a technicality, yes, I was on an episode in 2019. I mean, when did we record that, even like in the summer or something? Or I forgot yeah, when it came out. And it made me realize why that one stayed on the hard drive, because I think the first half of the recording, so I guess if you're a super fan, if we have such a thing for this show, um, the first half of the recording, my audio was so messed up that I had to re-record all of my lines for that one. So the first for Overboard, yep. Yeah, so the first half of Overboard, that's me in 2019 reacting to you and repeating my line, trying to mimic the exact same emphasis I put on certain words, and you know, laughing when you're hysterical. You know, I have to give you your props, so I have to put in the laugh. That's the hardest thing to recreate is laughing yeah, in yeah. a room by yourself with your wife walking past, thinking you're crazy. But that's what we do for a original well, remake. That's what you we know do for what? Our fans. I, no, you are speaking the truth because I did that exact same thing for the Jungle Book episode. Uh, I believe it was guest uh, Mason that was on that one, and I, I remember like something was wrong with my track, and I had to re-record the entire thing. And I kind of did what you did. I, I what I did was I, I played it back, and I would just repeat everything in a similar cadence, and I just hoped and prayed that it all lined up, and it did. So. Uh, sounds like you're going to be doing that again for another future, uh, uh, near future episode here. We will try to stay positive on near future because <laughs> <laughs> the overboard one took some time. And uh, yeah, we have another one in the bank where it's like the entirety of my recording is jacked up. So we'll, we'll see and about that, that one. That was a lengthy one too, if I remember yep. correctly. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are talking about A Star is Born today. Um uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this, to be honest with you, because this was a movie I very much wanted to see in 2018. I just didn't get a chance to go see it uh, between some of the movies that I reviewed myself and just some other movies that I just wanted to see. Couldn't fit this one into my schedule. So I was uh, pretty happy when you you know shot me a text and said, hey, what about A Star is Born? I'm like, yeah, you know, I mean, been wanting to see it. So this was um, a good reason to do it. Uh, so we're going to talk about, uh, you know, there's a few different versions of this, but today we're covering the uh, 1976 version and the 2018 version. Um, the original, in this case, uh, this stars Barbara Streisand. Uh, it also has Chris Christopherson um, playing uh, the rock star here. Uh, but in this version, his name is uh, John Hammond. Uh, no, Howard. John Howard. Uh, Barbara Streisand plays Esther, uh, Esther Hoffman, and we also have, um, you know, guest starring Gary Busey's Teeth, 
uh, as Bobby Ritchie here. <laughs> so mean. Come on. It's a new year, Peter. What are you doing? Okay. okay. All right. Well, it's a new year. I don't think I'm usually mean. So I, I think, I, you know, maybe I would be. I was going to um, jump okay. all over you for John Hammond because I'm like, is that the Jurassic Park creator? <laughs> but then you went mean. So you, you were giving me pleasant thoughts. And then I now I have to okay. stick up for poor Gary Busey. Young Gary Busey. Uh, well, rather, his teeth, rather. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's made some appearances on, on, on our show, you know. Uh, uh, Point Break, right? Wasn't he on that one? And he was just as glamorous in that as he is here. Actually, yeah, probably more so it, than here. His teeth was just as big mm-hmm. <laughs> in that one as well. Um, so for a refresher, if uh, you know if you guys haven't seen the 76 version in a while, uh, this one is, um, I would say, different enough uh, than the 2018 version because maybe some people are tuning in just because of the 2018 version. Uh, but basically, John Howard, so he is a, a singer, songwriter, rock star, um, you know, he's into the drugs and the drinking, and one evening he goes into a. Is this supposed to be like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a black bar or something where Esther just word happens to be singing? You're looking for is uh, curious or maybe even problematic when you have Barbara Streisand in the a band. I believe they introduced them as the Oreos. The Oreos. When they said that, I couldn't help but cringe. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Uh, um, any, any, pretty bad. Anyone with a pulse, I think, cringes now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, one. it re- it reminded me of Adventures in Babysitting. You know, that's that's pretty much what we're talking about here. A a, a club where you would not expect somebody like John Howard uh, Esther on top of that to to be performing at. Uh, but he takes a liking to her there, which is very similar to the original or the, the remake. Um, but where it gets different is, I, I guess, in this one, Esther is one that that proposes uh, to one John Howard, and um, and I guess we'll get into more of the differences a little later on. But it is a a love story um, and about. Uh, I guess uh, John Howard, he does help Esther uh, become a star and and a star is born. (laughs) I like even watching it. Like, I guess he helps her. He spends a lot of time uh, falling off his uh, motorcycle and uh, prat falling (laughs) in this one. He really does. There's like three instances where I'm – and then we even had like one like uh, slow-mo. You know, I I don't know what that was supposed to be about. it was funny, if that's what they were going for. I think so, maybe. So, yeah, so obviously the 2018 version, uh, even before its release, there was a lot of hype for this one. So I think probably at this point, if you're checking out this episode, it's probably for the remake as opposed to... Uh, on this episode, we're going to call the 76 one the original because um, the two prior versions of the story were based on a Hollywood actress. And at that time period... and. You know, the, the classic screen legends, there's a lot of singing, um, but like when we get later into the awards shows, which is kind of like the breakup of all these stories, uh, the prior versions, the the new stars winning an Academy Award here, it's a Grammy. So for our, our purposes on A Star is Born, the original remake are the music-themed versions. And uh, we lose the disco, I guess, flavor. Uh, with this one since it's 2018 and we get a little bit more, I guess you would say that Bradley Cooper's version of a rock star has a little bit more sort of country flair to him. Mm-hmm. I, so some of the music was written by uh, Willie Nelson's son. Who also gets name checked in the movie uh, by mm-hmm. uh, this version of our rock, rock star is uh, Jackson Maine. 
and his uh, brother, um, which is different from the 76 version, uh, is, I guess, his manager of sorts, played by the, the great Sam Elliott. And, uh, the, the, the Portland great Sam Elliott, who yeah, also went to the same high school. That's right. I remember that story. I, I think I was trying to get you to go back and steal something, like a, a picture off a wall or something. Yeah, uh, it's still there. Yeah, well, you've, that's because you've not done your part. Yeah, while you were <laughs> no. off from original remake. I don't um, want to get arrested. <laughs> yeah, I'm re-editing our Overboard episode. You could have been you know, doing some good in the world, or uh, I guess some bad here. But uh, Sam Elliott gets to name drop Willie Nelson when they have a falling out in this movie, and he uh, he moves on to uh, to work with his crew. I would say the beats are fairly similar. Uh, what mm-hmm. was funny here, though, is that I think they yeah you already mentioned the Barbara Streisand as the you know the up and coming star. Uh, both her and Lady Gaga in this version have musical talent, and both performers in the films were also known to create music. I mean, Barbara Streisand probably at the time was still known as actress slash singer. Um, and I know Lady Gaga's done some TV work like uh, on American Horror Story. I've not seen any of those. I haven't either. Okay. So I can't really comment. So for me, this is like, you know, the first time I'm seeing her like play a part um, mm-hmm. that doesn't involve her like covered in like <laughs> sausages or something like a Tom Green prank, that sort of thing that she does at award shows. But I would say, yeah, I think you sort of keyed into that the Barbara Streisand uh, version of it when they meet. She's a little bit more strong-willed. But also, even though uh, both meetings take place in clubs where our rock star, either Chris Christopherson or Bradley Cooper, have been drinking a bit too much, uh, Chris Christopherson is far more combative than Bradley Cooper's character. So I guess in the 2018 version, Lady Gaga doesn't have to be... um, as aggressive because Bradley Cooper's version, at least initially, is not as much of an ass as Chris Christopherson. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, let go of my goddamn arm, Johnny. Hey, let go of my arm. <laughs> Christ, I'm sorry, baby. I can't find my place. They don't seem to have a place for me down here. The second one is is here with us tonight, uh, John Norman Howard. Hey, hey, don't do that. Hey, not to me anyway. At least don't do it to me. You did something all by yourself, and it was good. And you don't owe anybody a goddamn thing for that, not me, and certainly not them. You don't have to thank them for the privilege of giving them something good. I missed it all day, baby. You're blowing your act. I'm blowing who's Uh, good night, everyone. Thank you. Wait, 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 wait. You've got your thing for the best performance. Which is what it's all about, ain't it? What about the one you got for the worst performance? You all know I deserve it? God knows I couldn't have done it without you. Anyway, I work hard for it. And I want it. So where the fuck is it? Um, I do like the, 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 you know, the 2018 version of their, their meet cute. Um, I, I think it really put it, puts the focus on... Uh, the character of Allie and why is uh, Jackson Maine in this movie is so you know mesmerized and you know taken taken by her and and all this. He's got a thing for noses. The, I mean that's that's clear. He, he does. Hey, clearly, <laughs> you know, um, he he loves her big nose, and uh, obviously, I think that's a nod to the Barbara Streisand uh, version. And because in that one, you know, um, John Howard keeps getting 
you know, uh, all these fans interrupting him, you know, for mm-hmm. a picture or what what have you. And it's it's distracting um, Barbara Streisand, uh, Esther on stage. And so I, I think it takes away from him actually like watching her perform and, and, and all of that. So I believe it a little bit more when Jackson and Esther or uh, Allie, you know, leave, you know, I, I believe that more when she decides to have a drink with him, to leave with him. And, you know, they do focus and develop that relationship a little bit better early on. I, you know, uh, John Howard, you're like, okay, well, he doesn't do breakfast. Why is he just going to show up at her house and she's just okay with this? You know, it, 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 I, I didn't quite buy that. And well, I don't I just buy like to, the, uh, you know, he, he's being bothered, um, at the club. And I think at one point he's like, Hey, she's singing a song. It's like, great. It's beautiful. Like, so he's like taken with the Streisand version, but he talked for like the first 10 minutes before she like has to come off the stage and like reprimand him. Cause he's mm-hmm. like arguing with the waitress that he should be able to bring in liquor outside of the club. I'll, I much preferred in the 2018 version that Jackson Maine, um, other than the, the sort of the guy at the door, um, which is like is friends with Allie, the Lady Gaga character. Uh, he he's able to just get to the bar and he like doesn't make an ass of himself. You know, he, mm-hmm. he I believe that version of the character that he's the one that wants to blend in. So if he had freaked out because people were hassling him, I would have understood it more because he actually tried to just you know he took the first open seat, had a drink, just wanted to listen to music, and sort of decompress from his like tour. But the Chris Christopherson one comes in like loud, uh, abrasive to the waitress and like trying to like demand that he can like bring in his own alcohol. And then he's the one that like gets mad when people like interrupt him when he's already interrupted other people. So mm-hmm. really didn't like this version of the character, at least initially. No, no, I, I, I didn't either. And I'm sure we'll, we'll get into more of that. Uh, I did enjoy the, um, you know, the drag, the drag club, the bar, the drag bar. I'm not sure ex- exactly what it's called, but uh, I found that a, a lot more fun. Uh, the the one, uh, the one lady who was like, "Here, you know, do you mind do you mind playing something for me?" And he's like, "Well, what do you want me to play?" She's like, "I, I don't care as long as you look at me." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like a lot of the lines there. I, I like a lot of the um, you know, supporting characters in in the club there. Uh, I, I just feel the, the John Howard version was, you know, it wasn't brief, but they, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I just didn't like their interaction, um, Esther and John. And I just do like how it's really cute between Allie and Jackson because, um, there's a talk about like the eyebrow, you know, you, you get a lot about their characters right then and there, mm-hmm. um, you know, before they, they go out and, you know, she defends him and that's, that's why uh, they have to go get ice and all that. Um, yeah, she's I like the it. Aggressive you know, one. Yeah, she, <laughs> she is. Yeah. <laughs> Don't interrupt her conversation with Bradley Cooper, which I guess if you have a chance to share a drink with Bradley Cooper, you probably don't want to be interrupted by others. But, uh, I did like that spin. And I like the, the eyebrow thing, which, I think works in the 2018 version, but also feels like a, uh, a nod back to the 76 where, uh, in like a bathtub sort of montage sequence, Barbara Streisand is like, I don't know, bedazzling Christopherson's like eyebrow or something. Like it's like mm-hmm. this playful thing, which actually just kind of, kind of creeped me out. Cause <laughs> I don't know, Chris Christopherson just, I, I kept thinking of, uh, him and blade as Whistler. 
and oh, just right. <laughs> imagining like that guy like having makeup put on him and just being bedazzled and just sitting there stoically uh didn't work thankfully that's not in the 2018 uh, bradley cooper one i think they do their love montages um which they seem a little bit more cool like you actually want to be a part of that that particular part yeah i mean um I, I don't want to use the word believable because, I mean, there's some things to like about, you know, John and, and Esther. But when you're comparing the two couples, I, I'm very much, uh, you know, leaning towards the, the relationship between Allie and, and Jackson. Um, I, I really like what Bradley Cooper did with uh, his version. Um, what I, I guess one thing we didn't mention was that both you and I watched the 2018 version first. And neither mm-hmm. of us have seen the 1976 version, which we watch uh, second. Have you seen either of the other two? I've, I've seen the, I think the 54. I've seen the Judy Garland one, but I've not seen the one from like the 30s. No, I, I haven't seen either of those, but I remember seeing the cover box very often back, you know, uh, in my blockbuster days. Um, but after watching these two, I am very curious to see how it plays out, given that it's in, you know, the the, the film business, the show business. Um yeah, I, I know long. we say this often. I'll tell you it's long. Is it? Well, <laughs> so was the '76 version. It was like 2:20. Um, it's what we do here. We we watch the really long movies. Um, but yeah, I do like the Bradley Cooper's nods to the previous uh, movies. I'm I'm not. I'm I'm sure he touched on like the Judy Garland one and stuff like that. But the obvious um, one from 76 was the motorcycle, you know, where Allie, she's like, well, I'm not getting that on with you, you know, if you've been drinking and, you know, they never got on the uh, motorcycle. And we mentioned it earlier in the episode that, um, he spends like a third of the movie on a uh, motorcycle, like drunk. Uh, yeah, I was going to say he spends about, uh, you know, 90% of the movie actually drunk with or without the motorcycle, but definitely when he sees a motorcycle, yeah. uh, he likes to combine that with being uh, intoxicated, um, and usually doesn't get very far. There's, <laughs> like I said at the beginning, I don't know if it's meant to be humorous, but there's one sequence where they're building a house in, in the middle of nowhere in Arizona out in the desert. And I don't even know, I guess I just was only halfway paying attention. I didn't feel like anything dramatic had happened, but uh, he walks outside or runs outside and Barbara Streisand, Esther's trying to stop him. And she's dressed like all in white. And, With a su- uh, Superman shirt, right? Or yeah, is that a well, different that, scene. I think that's a different scene. She's like dance. At the one point, she's dancing in the desert while they're like. That's the I guess the happy times. The hard part is with their their couple, the seventy six version. It's hard to distinguish the happy times from the like. Oh, this is about to get like really like dramatic. And so he runs out there and gets on his bike. And I think, oh, he's gonna do like a trick or something, or he's gonna like playfully like spray her with mud or something off his bike. But instead, he just like starts. <laughs> he just starts like spinning in circles, like with this motorcycle. And I'm like, is there, is there a, a point or an end to this? Like, what what are you doing, man? What are you what are you even trying to? And then he just, of course, like just spins himself. He's like a little kid in a playground. He's just like running in circles until he falls down and hurts himself. It, it's hard I, not to laugh at that sequence. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot of uh, things like that, um, but I don't know. I, 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 th- I think just early on, I felt that the John Howard character was very unlikable. Uh, when him and Esther f- first started speaking, you know, we find out how shallow he is. And I know his different times, but he's very much um, like, oh, you have a great ass and, <laughs> you know, you look good. And, and I'm like, oh, but, but I thought it was about the music, you know, are, are, we, are we not talking about that? And um, Yeah, that, I yeah. don't think that's ever um... – I mean, there are oftentimes in the 2018 version that Bradley Cooper uh, does remind Allie, like, uh, how beautiful she is. 
Um, mm-hmm. Even when she's like, I, I mean, I think that's one of the early conversations. I think that's the one in the bar where they get interrupted, where she's like, if, I, if it wasn't for my nose, you know, I'd already have like a hit single or something. Like she's she's got all the confidence in the world as far as her ability, but she's, uh, you know, been basically like it's been reinforced multiple times that she doesn't look like how a singer or a performer should look, which is it's funny because I think Lady Gaga has like touched on that herself. I don't I don't think she has like an extreme lack of confidence in her looks because she's you know very stylish in her own way and has like a legion mm-hmm. of fans. But I, I remember reading in an interview that she was like, you know, I'm even if I'm pretty, I'm not like the typical like I idolized sort of version of pretty she's like i understand that i'm like you know there's some physical traits to me that i'm kind of i'm kind of offbeat kind of weird looking um and i felt like that she's probably bringing a little bit of that to her her character as well but you're right there's not the initial meeting he is just taken with her voice um and even in that scene where he wants to take the the eyebrow off he wants to see her like completely without makeup he wants to see her without the attire of being a, a performer and um, I I totally believe that this version, uh, Jackson Maine, that he he like falls for her when she like says, "Hey, I'm, that sequence that was one of the trailers where she's like, I've been working on this song, and they're out in the parking lot, and she just starts singing." And I think that's like that's the moment where he's like, "Whoa!" Whereas '76 <laughs> version, it may just be that you know Christopherson uh, thought, "Hey, if I if I bring you free pizza, we're." We're gonna have sex, right? In the morning, we have to wait around a couple hours. <laughs> that's it. I mean, yeah, he, he's a rock star. That's, I, I guess that's how a lot of them think. Um, you know, there are a lot of moments that Jackson Maine uh, gives us. You know that you know that he is falling for for Allie. I, I think musically, he falls for her with that e, that the, the French song "Le In the Rose" or something or. Um, so you're you're you know, easy, Peter. I was thinking at least give the man credit that it was the parking lot, that it was the shallow well, song. But that first song that you know she sings first, um, it, it brought him to tears. He was you know he was crying, and it was so funny because I was getting emotional myself listening to that because I I've always thought that is a beautiful song, mm. and um, I, I didn't realize that it was in the movie, and I uh, haven't heard Lady Gaga sing it before, and apparently. That is what sold Bradley Cooper into uh, like reaching out to her for this role is because she performed this at a um, uh, a cancer uh, charity thing that he was invited to that she was there performing that song I believe and then like the next day he set up a meeting um, with her manager to speak to her about the movie and it was like you know instant that you know they they had the chemistry from the get go. What would it be like to have that that sort of power, Peter? Where you're like, I like the way she sings that. Set up a meeting. Yeah, you know, it, it's um, yeah, yeah. I watched a few interviews today to pre- uh, prepare for this because um, you know, I I just I really wanted to kind of hear it from them. You know how it went, and you know they they seem you know if they were both. I don't know if you know Lady Gaga's dating anybody else. But I know Bradley Cooper's married and has a daughter. And, but I, they, their chemistry was so good on screen. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up like dating, you know, um, like while filming Careful, because Peter. they were so. Good. <laughs> they don't were need so a Mister and Mrs. Smith no. type thing. Like it's not no. a breakup, a happy marriage. Come on. Yeah, no, not gonna do that. But they, they are pretty damn good together, and they, they seem genuinely very, very good friends. Um, uh, in these interviews, but yeah, that that rendition that Lady Gaga sings, um, in, in that bar. 
just like uh, Jackson Maine, you know, I was getting emotional, uh, you know, almost crying myself. Um, yeah, just a lot of great moments. Um, uh, also, what I felt uh, was lacking for me from the 76 version, and this could be because, you know, I, I started with the 2018 version, but I thought that there was a bit of a lack of the Esther character. You know, I, I thought, like, well, this is a star is born. Like, he's, you know, I guess, in a sense, discovering her. But I felt like we got more Chris Christopherson than we did Barbara Streisand. And I think with Bradley Cooper, um, he, him giving Allie, you know, that family unit at home to interact with, that gave us more Lady Gaga. I think um, what, what Bradley Cooper said with this movie, he wanted thematically to um, – this movie is about giving people – a voice, you know, and, and telling a story their own way and things like that. And I, I think the focus is very much on the Alley character. And so I, I like everything that they did with this um, version of Esther, you know, um, and also even with Jackson Maine, you know, giving him this, uh, this handicap, you know, with his uh, hearing impairment and, and also him battling, well, I, I guess the, we've already had the uh, alcoholism, you know, in both versions. Um, and I think they both pop pills in both, too. Uh, but it, it's just it's just more layers that we're getting from every single character. Um, well, you know, there's, we, there's a big difference on the, um, I guess, the sort of reckless um, no, right. abandonment yeah. with which both, like, rock stars um, – live their lives you know the john howard version um or the jackson Maine. like i i i'm like you i very much like that there's something wrong with jackson's hearing that there's something that every time he goes out on stage it's like you know he's kind of playing with like you know one hand tied behind his back or or maybe you put yourself in that thought process that he you know there's a an expiration date on how long he can actually do the thing that he loves um mm-hmm. whereas with the 76 version it's it just kind of reads as like typical reckless rock star that's it that's all it is yeah he just he just the man just likes to fucking party and that's yeah adrenaline (laughs) junkie perhaps that's that's why the motorcycle um the fast cars nothing i mean well i mean there is a lot wrong with that as far as what someone can do themselves but like in the movie I, I was telling my wife this because she was she was a big fan of the 2018 version and she actually was interested in seeing the 76 and so I, I, you know, for the purpose of this podcast, I, I watched it without her and I was just like, mm. I was like, I don't think you'd dig it. Like, <laughs> I think if anything, just rewatch the 2018 version, um, because all the things that you like about it, uh, there, it's not in there. It's not in the 76 version right. because I also, you know, I don't feel that connection between these two as far as like, it's an epic romance. I also right. agree with you that I don't feel like we really follow Esther's career like what I feel like I have a better sense of what's happening with Allie's career and where it's diverging from like where she came from because she says you know to this kind of cold calculating like you know manager type that swoops in to to operate her her career that she doesn't want like she's kind of opposed to the dancers the background dancers because she doesn't want to lose like the sort of the the basic part of herself like just the musician just out there on a stage performing um and she's kind of hesitant to all the i guess the dog and pony show as far as changing her hair color and learning these dance routines and all of that and i I think the 2018 version it's a delicate balance because you can tell it kind of bothers the bradley cooper version of the character 
uh, as well. But he also is trying to be supportive. There's that. There's a really nice scene where he takes her out on the balcony and like they look at a billboard of her, of, of her big nose, the big nose. Which he, <laughs> he he actually says, you know, if he was doing his like I guess director's cut of the billboard, that it would just be her fucking nose just up there. Yeah, um, I love it. <laughs> but he's he, pretty charming. It is. It's it's charming. It's something you know to what you said as far as like. It is kind of grounded in a in a movie about someone who just has this meteoric rise to becoming like a uh, international like superstar on the music scene, which uh, very 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 few people will ever experience. That um, I think the moments between the two characters when they're not on the stage, it feels like a genuine relationship that has an arc. The seventy six version, I don't really know what's going on with her career. I just know it's successful and you know, the way christopherson plays it is he doesn't really give a shit too much one way or the other like it, i think the worst thing that happens is the phone rings too much and that's what's bothering yeah. him <laughs> yeah he's a, he's the assistant now and he doesn't like it um yeah i the the bradley cooper version you it 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 had me guessing like i wasn't sure you know again since this was the first time i've seen this particular story i wasn't I didn't know what I was in for with this uh, Jackson Maine character. Uh, when he throw, like puts the cake in her face, I was like, oh, my God, what what is going on? And then it plays out a little bit differently. And I was, I was like, oh, well, all right then. Okay. Did I, you think it was going to be like a like a, a fight? Like some sort of yeah. abusive? I did too. And yeah. I, I'd already seen this. And I kind of forgot. And I'm like, wait, do they have like an argument here? And I'd, I'd already forgotten that. I mean, it is kind of tense because it's like he really doesn't want to hear about all the great things that are happening to her. Mainly because he's like he's drunk and you know, he is, he's not gonna be able to offer much in that conversation. And maybe he's a little bit, it's the start of a little bit of jealousy he has, but I like that that doesn't turn into like, you know, a domestic violence situation. Like it's him being kind of charming, kind of playful, but also like ending the conversation to where it doesn't get too uncomfortable for him. And that, that's mm -hmm. one aspect of the film. I really like where you have Sam Elliott as the brother is that there's, there are all these people around him that care about him that are trying to protect him from himself and mm -hmm. uh, protect him from like, you know, he didn't have the greatest upbringing. He supposedly idolizes his father uh, who was not, uh, you know, was not a father figure uh, at all. Like his brother was. And then, uh, you know, I just watched the 76 version yesterday. Like I watched these back to back. Right. And me too. I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling to really remember if there's any, any weight, to that version of the character, the Christopherson one. And I also want to point out that I'm not just like harping on the way that Chris Christopherson plays the role. I think he plays like seventies rock star pretty well. Mm -hmm. I just don't, the way it's written, I just don't think there's much given for him to do other than no, no, a jackass it, on a motorcycle. Again, like um, they give us uh, so much rich characters in the 2018 version. You know, um, I, I don't think we've talked about Sam Elliott enough and how he was like the surrogate father because of the alcoholism, you know, like um, some of the things we learn in the exposition is just very heartbreaking. There are how... like two awesome scenes with Yo, uh, Cooper and good Sam Lord, Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, and again, you know, I touched on like how 
you know, they gave Allie, you know, her father and his croonies. Uh, th- those were all fun stuff. But, you know, her dad also having or her having to go with that with the father also, you know, being a, a drunkard back in the day, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we, we see a little bit of a reservation with her, like, you know, uh, being in this relationship with Jackson. Um, and anytime he drinks, like we, we see how she, she feels, but to what you're saying about like, you, you know, there's not much weight with the Chris Christopherson version. We get it with Bradley Cooper's character. Just so many things going on. Uh, you, you said there were two scenes, uh, between the two, the ones I'm assuming are, uh, the first one is the, the, the punch in the face, mm-hmm. right? Yep, Bradley Cooper, right. Yeah. And then the one in the car, oh, oh, the one in the car, the, like that's a, that's a like Sam Elliott win an Oscar moment for best like, supporting how, actor. How dare you make the man cry? Yeah. Uh, but the, 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 just that line, like, you know, you said you stole my voice and, um, you know, it, it wasn't dad. It was you. I idolized. Oh, and then, and then just that shot of like Samuel reversing and he's just tearing up it. it yeah. That, that was, that was hard. That was rough. You don't get any of that. <laughs> the 76 version you get. Not with Busey. Not with, <laughs> not with, not with Busey, um, which I know you would have a hard time taking him seriously with his, his yes. teeth. You do not share yes, Jackson Maine's love of noses. You don't apply that to teeth at all. Like no, I, Not with his teeth no. in particular. Um, <laughs> like the close, it's actually like everything's very distant in that version. So I guess at this point I want to, I guess I want to throw out there that we may go into some mild spoilers here. Cause I, I kind of want to talk about how they resolve at the ending of oh, this. Which, it, this is a 40 plus year old movie. It, well, we spoil every episode. <laughs> I, I definitely don't worry about <laughs> spoiling the 76 version. I'm only worried about I see. the 2018 because um, now if you've seen one version, like I had seen the, uh, the fifties version. So same beats are kind of hit, uh, in the, the three versions I've seen as far as what happens between these two characters, the, the rising star and the fading one. So I'll just, you know, if you've not seen the 2018, 2018 version, uh, thank you for listening up to this point. Thank you for the download. But I, yes. I myself would say, Hey, you should definitely check it out. Uh, Please before. Yeah. check it out. And, and let, let me say this too. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that uh, the 2018 version, I came on very, very late. I watched this, what, I believe yesterday also. And had I watched this in 2018, this would have been my number one movie. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear you say that because uh, when this came out, I, I thought like, oh, I bet Peter will be all over this movie. I was like, yeah. He's I big, wanted to. Big music guy. And um, I, I thought the trailers were fantastic because it did that really cool thing where – Going to the movies a lot, they kind of uh, apes you know another Bradley Cooper joint with the uh, American Sniper they did with Clint Eastwood where they showed the baby. <laughs> well, <laughs> not the fake baby, but um, uh, as far as the trailers went, they would like American Sniper. They would just show an individual scene. So like one trailer mm. I saw was just her like in the parking lot saying, "Hey, I started writing the song," and they just like. They don't cut to like other parts of the movie. They just play that scene out, and then it just says a star is born, like you know, coming soon. Um, another one was the Dave Chappelle scene on the sidewalk when he wakes up. So I'm watching this, and I'm thinking like that. That looks like you know, this looks like a movie Peter would really dig. So I was actually kind of surprised when I threw it out there to you, and you're like, oh, I haven't gotten around to it yet. And I was like, well, shit. Well, the the um the thing was like if if we had discussed covering this for original remake, you know, before it came out, I definitely would have gone and seen it, obviously. Uh, but the, I think that's why I kept on putting it out because you know all the other things that I do, um, I was just trying to be mindful of you know going to go see the ones that I knew I was going to be covering. You're saying it's and, my fault. I see. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> this is this is turning it's, into an abusive relationship. This is not. It, I was expecting like the the cake know, to the it, face here, something like it, a little it, more playful. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because I don't know if you got the sense, but uh, while I was watching both movies, I, I felt very much that this is a story about us, Mike. Um, <laughs> you know, you you discovered my show, uh, you saw something in me, and you said, "Hey, Peter, I would like to collab with you some way." And then original remake was born. Um, I see. You have stuck with me all these years. You have been my one constant mm. uh, co-host. Um, and there were times where I really didn't think I could, you know, cut it as as a uh, like a decent podcaster. But you continued to keep working with me. So um, I did see the story of us in this. A little well, you bit. forgot two very important aspects of this where you, you can make that connection. Uh, one I assume would be uh, I have to take the character with the southern accent on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and also I'm a well-known drunk. So that one <laughs> is that well-known. I, I, I mean, there have been times when I've spoken to you drunk. Yes. Uh, one of which where you said, you know what, fuck it. I will come to Portland and that hasn't happened. So you may have forgotten just like Jackson. Maine I, had. I also am aware in editing that there have been a few episodes of original remake where I have been shit faced drunk. So, <laughs> okay. You played it uh, off well. Did you yeah, pee your pants too on stage? Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, all right. That, that's not quite spoiler. We'll, we'll get to the direct ending, but I think I, I should have brought that up earlier because having seen the Judy Garland version, this mm. one comes close to being as embarrassing as that sequence. Ooh. Okay. I'll, I'll just mildly spoil that for you. Cause I, I had to tell my wife cause she's like, Oh, I want to see that one. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. At the award show in that one, um, he's drunk and she's trying to get him off the stage and he hauls off and slaps her in front of everybody. Mm, okay. And my wife, you should have seen her face. She's like, all right, yeah, I don't have any interest. I'm like, I figured. Um, the 76 version, it is embarrassing, but I don't know if it would be like, I guess they don't play it that way. It's not like a career killer because it just plays into the bad boy rock star start a fight kind of trope, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, right. I don't even think he would lose a moment's sleep and it would probably actually only help his image again. It's like, Oh, he's still got it. He's still the same old, you know, crazy rock star that's going to fall off a motorcycle anytime soon. But man, the, uh, <laughs> the 2018 version of Bradley Cooper, like I, what I really respect about the movie. And I, I, you know, I made some jokes about myself being a well-known drunk and podcasting drunk, but, um, I really like that. They didn't, while they make his rock star lifestyle cool initially, the moments where he's like can't function, they don't make that look cool. Like no one wants to be Bradley Cooper at that award show. There's there's right. nothing about that that looks rock and roll like that you would idolize it. And I really respected the movie for that. And then of course he gets up and pisses himself uh, and causes everyone to like laugh at him. It's like a like a nightmare you'd have about going to like middle school naked or something. Right. And I I thought that was. Now, having seen the 76 version, I'm like, oh, Bradley Cooper, even though he, like, directed this, he was not going to show his character, like, in a cool light. Like, all of that that aspect of it. And maybe that's just a more modern telling of, like, alcoholism. That there's a little bit more respect treated right. to it as a disease and not just something that's just like, well, you know, the man just likes to party. But I don't know. This one just has, as I said, just far more weight um, than that one. Let's yeah. let's get this- to the, the death the, I guess the deaths. <laughs> I, mean, um, I, I uh, my buddy Shane, I went to see uh, Stars Born, my uh, co-host on War Machine versus War Horse, and I was just saying, oh, I've not seen the '76 version. You know, does that? I was like, uh, the suicide, you know, that happens in the 2018. I was like, it's heart wrenching, the fact that there's like a, a choice made and this guilt and shame that he feels about 
being a burden on this person he loves that he has, uh, in a way, given this opportunity to by bringing him into this this world, respecting her talent and letting it flourish. It's a, it's a, it's a it's a painful last half hour. The 2018 version. Mm-hmm. I did not feel that at all. The 76, and I'm not <laughs> I'm not trying to be a smartass, but like when he gets in the car. The way they're playing it, I'm not even like really thinking like this is it. This is the moment. And Shane had even told me like, oh, he gets in a car accident. I don't know if the movie's just trying to like, like catch you off guard, but it's like you don't even see the car crash. It's like he's driving reckless as usual, and then we cut, and then Streisand's on the scene of this accident where his dead body is laying there, and I, I don't feel anything. I don't, and I, I can't even tell if she does really. You know, I mean, and that's this was like the the point in on both stories that I really, really wanted to um, kind of talk about because, and you know, we keep mentioning how John Howard was just so um, he was just so reckless, you know, and so I I don't feel bad for his character, you know, this is something that he could prevent it with Jackson Howard or uh, Jackson Maine. He's told by that that manager, you know, like, hey, look, look we're, we're not friends. You know, let's just cut the bullshit. Mm-hmm. You're bad for her. You yeah. know, um, you're around now. Eventually it's going to be over with and all that. So you feel bad for him. You feel bad for him. And and he makes a very difficult decision. And it, the, you know, the story is is it's just a lot more different. So you you feel for the Bradley Cooper character. And I, I, I feel for Allie even more than I did Esther, because when John Howard dies, I'm just kind of like, Esther, you're better off. And I wonder if she thinks in the long run, like that's the thing with the 76 version. I don't feel like if nothing tragic happened to him, I still, I, I think like, well, they're, they would have separated. They would have divorced this. I was like, I don't know if this will last two or three years. And it's like that character, he almost wants it to end. Like the, his version of like, I guess trying to like push her away is that he gets a woman in bed with him knowing that mm. she's going to come home and yep. more reason to not like him. He doesn't even seem interested in like actually like having an affair or, or like have doing anything with this woman, but he just wants to be caught so that she'll end it. Uh, Streisand will. I, I was telling my wife, I'm like, it. it is, you know, you don't wish for anyone, anyone who is like, this is a 1970s version of alcoholism where no one like really talks about it. You don't wish him to get in a car and like get himself killed. Right. Um, but there's no like, I, I can't tell if that character, like I said, I can't tell if he's just being reckless. I can't tell if it's a suicide, you know, if he's just, like, if that's in his mind, that's him like, like freeing her of his like sort of self-destructive presence. But you obviously get that with Bradley Cooper. You have a scene where he's in like this extended say rehab where he mentions that he attempted suicide when he was younger in his youth. Yeah. And he does it, you know, the same way. So it's sort of set up there and you know, it's him reaching for like the pill bottle in his car and like this realization that he you know it's um very Manchester by the sea if you've seen that, which is a movie I really love, like where, you know, the, the demons just get the better of this guy. Like you just he just can't beat it. But the difference is, I think you really want those two characters to stay together. Like, mm-hmm. if you see the, like, and if, it's really, like, you know, directed extremely well by having it, like, cut to that, like, final song that she's singing for him, like, his last work. And then it cuts back to him singing it to her. I, I love, I love the way they handle that. Cause I, it even caught me off guard. Cause I thought, okay, it's going to be Lady Gaga's last performance. 
kind of like the 76 version where it just holds on Streisand's face singing mm-hmm. and then it fades out. But I really love the cutting back to him playing that song to her and for her uh, for the first time on piano. Uh, I thought that was that was great. No, oh, it, it really is. I mean, it's crazy to think that this is his first movie. Um, I, I thought there was uh, uh, a lot of great shots in here. I, I think he might have um, was inspired by uh, the 76 version because I feel there was a couple times like one. In, uh, there's a scene in particular where Lady Gaga, she's uh, kind of wrecking like, you know, paintings and stuff in the hallway. And before she even finishes, it just cuts to like her sitting down. You know, we already know what happened in between. I think the 76 version kind of did stuff like that, too. Um but, yeah, I, I think, you know, again, to kind of touch on the, the, the death, uh, to kind of throw in, like, the whole hearing loss thing, it just – Jackson Maine just becomes even more sympathetic a, a, as a character. And kind of like what you said, you know, you just want these two to be together. Right? And, again, I didn't really care that John Howard died. Was he reckless? Was, was he an adrenaline junkie? I, I don't know. But this guy, something was going to happen. I mean – I don't know if you remember, but there was one point he shot at a freaking helicopter. <laughs> yes, that had a, <laughs> like, I think I, a, like a radio DJ in it. Yeah, I, I was like, "What is this about? Why? Like, why? Why was he like? I guess drunk people maybe do that. I, Look, I, Peter, I don't know. He I really didn't. doesn't like. You know, Bradley <laughs> Cooper has a good reason to not like loud noises. He's got, you know, hearing problems. But this guy, I, maybe they just cut that out. He doesn't like the telephone ringing. He definitely is like a helicopter. Like almost mm-hmm. landing in his backyard, which I was also thinking, like, man, that's a sign of the times that a you know this radio disc jockey could get in a helicopter and just like basically prank a rock star. I'm like, do you know radio stations exist now? I don't think they have the budget for that anymore to just <laughs> just uh, pull a jackass on a a rock god. But I wouldn't say we've been totally negative with the '70s version, but it's hard to not come across as totally negative watching it. Right with the 2018 version, uh, right. For me. Um, a couple other things about the 2018 because there's just I, I can't say enough about it. Um, I really like uh, Dave Chappelle's uh, character in this as well. You know, their uh, friendship really comes off. Well, don't you think that plays into why you know that we we don't care as much about the the Chris Christopherson version of the character? Right. We don't we don't see people it, that care about him like we do in the exactly. Cooper version. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this this has Sam Elliott, Dave, Dave Chappelle. Um, one thing about the 2018 version, there's uh, a lot of moments that I felt was very Cameron Crowe-esque. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know you and I, we've done some movies together, um, Elizabeth Town. Uh, did we do – no, we didn't do Aloha together, but, you, but you've seen I think that. we did do Aloha, but I don't think we did Almost Famous, which is the one that uh, really right. comes to mind. That that one is uh, a, a soon-come on Podstalgic. Uh, that's already – been teased a few times over there and I haven't quite gotten there yet. But um, what I mean by Cameron Crowe ask, I, I, there's there's little touches that Cameron Crowe does with each of his movie. They're very subtle. Uh, they're usually no dialogue and it's just uh, some some sort of physical um, thing that uh, an actor does that always kind of sticks out. Elizabeth Town, there's that point where um, uh, Kirsten Dunst, She's watching Orlando Bloom walk away, and she, you know, kind of like mimics taking a snapshot of him with her hands. Um, there was something that Emma Stone did in Aloha, but I forgot what it was. Uh, but with this one, you know, the two times that um, Jackson Maine tells Allie to turn around so he could look at her one more time, 
uh, Allie, she does this thing where she runs her finger like down her face, you know, and the nose, I, man. I, I, the nose. yeah, yeah, but it's, it's just, you know, she could have easily just pointed at it, but the way she just runs it down <laughs> her face, you know what I mean? Like Look. it just, it's, it's. <laughs> Peter, I'm as much of a fan of a big nose as uh, Jackson Maine here, and I have to say that there's there's some sort of uh, performance aspect to it that the way she does it is far more appealing than her just <laughs> just pointing at her big honker there. I think. Yeah, but again, it's it you know it's like the way it's done, and I, I just think it I think it's cute, you know. And I've always been a fan of Lady Gaga too, so I I, I find her attractive already. Yeah, I, I don't think. Um... My big concern with her, I guess, performance was in, like any sort of musician is like, well, can she? Yeah, I know she's gonna be able to pull off the the concert moments when she sings, but is she gonna be able to pull off like the the I guess the acting, the quiet moments, and the, I, I think the best scene uh, in the movie for her, it's definitely not the sweetest, is the uh, the fight they have in the the bathtub. The bathtub is not as uh, sweet and domesticated as as it is in the '76 version. Um, where it's, you know, she says some really harsh things, bringing up his dad, um, which she knows he didn't have a great relationship with because she, she witnessed the, the earlier fight with his brothers played by Sam Elliott. And mm-hmm. then he, you know, to also fight dirty, calls her ugly, because throws back in her face the very thing that has already been thrown in her face by musicians or entertainers that, you know, she has no place in this world because she doesn't fit their, their look. Um, and I think that scene, I think oftentimes like those moments feel kind of forced because you um, obviously you and I like enjoy these two characters like together like so much mm-hmm. they have chemistry that you kind of just buy into like well okay they have to have a big blowout fight here right because it's a movie and we have to have a moment where like you know they they reconnect uh, that uh, that argument though felt pretty real and I mm-hmm. <laughs> I read oh, yeah. somewhere where the um, uh, the ugly line was not in the script that Cooper. They'd done a few times and he wasn't, I guess, satisfied or didn't think they were like getting that, like that, the energy they needed. So he, mm-hmm. he said that to her just to sort of catch a Lady Gaga off guard. And he was saying it was a credit to her that, you know, there was nothing about that that she took as like, oh, Bradley Cooper's calling me ugly. Like she just rolled with the improvisation in character, knowing that her character, that would be like the worst thing in the world you could say to her because that's what's been said before. So, um, I think you could feel it in that sequence. It, it, oh, felt, yeah. it felt pretty raw. So, there, the, look, there, there, there wasn't one thing that like um, ever stuck out to me where I'm like, Ew. you know, I, I thought this movie was was beautiful. I, I thought it was shot very well. Um, everybody brought their A game. You know, the, the the little touch with the the ring, you know, by cutting a guitar string. Thank God for Dave Chappelle just, just knowing where the <laughs> pliers are real quick, just in this kitchen door over here. Yeah, he's the man, you know, he comes down in the clutch. Uh, <laughs> but the, the music, the music was great. Um, you know, it's it's really, I feel a little cliche to say that, uh, you know, Shallow is a good one because that's the only one you hear in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But uh, every song, I, um, I listened to the soundtrack yesterday after watching the, the 76 version and i really uh, like that opening song as well um, i think it's called black eyes uh, that's the one mm, that yeah. um, bradley cooper sings yeah i i really dig like the guitar in that um uh, very much a, a fan of that soundtrack it's, it's really really good i'm glad you didn't say the uh, uh like the butt song or whatever that causes that huge <laughs> argument in the, <laughs> the bathtub sequence that she performs on snl you know what if, if he would do a song like that he'd get a grammy too you know, that's, that's, you know, I, I you think know he was what? onto something. That <laughs> may have been one thing to really improve this movie is that you have the Jackson main character do like a country rock version of that, <laughs> that, that song. 
<laughs> All right, so this, you know, we've we really just praised this to the high heaven, so I don't really think that mm-hmm. our listeners at this point need us to be like, so which one do you like better? Um, that's right. obvious. Pretty obvious. I think the way we finish the show will also come be hard. Not that this film couldn't be remade, because I fully expect that it will, because even the 70s version was a huge uh, success. And mm-hmm. the 50s version was a success. And the 30s, so I mean, this is every time this comes out, it's not like, well, you can't do that again because that's like, you know, that that's hallowed ground. Um, that's mm-hmm. this is sort of like, I think it's always going to be like, uh, like a very Hollywood story that you can retell and just put in an updated time period. But I'm wondering, like, the problem for us trying to recast it or redo it is I think you also have to wait decades like they've done with the other versions. So I, I don't know. I didn't have anybody in mind where I'm like, Oh, they could do, do it again in 10 years with these people. Did you have anyone that you were thinking that would give it a different slant? No, but I was trying to think like, what, what else could you do differently? And I'm trying to think back to some of, um, you know, my favorite movies that, you know, where there's a, some sort of, uh, what was the word where, you know, somebody is like kind of gifted, um, a savant, you know, mm-hmm. like somebody that's a savant of, uh, of something. And the first thing that kind of came to mind, and I don't know if this would translate well uh, with this type of story, uh, but I, I really do enjoy the movie uh, Searching for Bobby Fisher. Uh, well, that's but that's a, about exactly yeah. what I was thinking of when you said that. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Well, that, it, you know what? I, I told you this star is born. <laughs> it's a, a story I'm about us. Playing, uh, shallow right now as we're talking yeah. over and, and speaking of, uh, isn't. Isn't there somebody in that movie that wasn't he also the um, uh, Jackson Maine's psychiatrist? I know Ben Kingsley's uh, in the movie, but wasn't he like the, a teacher or an instructor of some sort in the movie? There's Montana. Yeah, that's, um, that's the dad. Yeah, right. But I think that psychiatrist in Star is Born was maybe in Searching for Bobby Fisher. Ron Rifkin um, is his name. Um, okay. I'll have to check but, I was thinking something like that because I was, uh, at first I was like, what about a sport? What what if somebody was, um, you know, but then I was thinking like, uh, uh, what is it, above, no. What's the one with Kevin Bacon where he finds, um, where he goes to Africa and drafts like a kid into a college oh, yeah. basketball? I'd never saw the, it, but I know what The air up about. there yes. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so something like that, I guess, maybe a sport, maybe chess, um, you know, I, I, but – I don't know how you make a love story out of that, but yeah, this this is this is hard to say because they already went like two different ways, music mm-hmm. and like you know the um, film industry, right? Just as long as they don't go like Twitch streaming, like you know, if, like <laughs> Fortnite player rises up. That, that's it, my it'd be like a, a grown up version version of the the Wiz or the Wizard, yeah, right? yeah, or, uh, or the Wiz. As long as it's not that Wizard, I think, I think I like your searching for Bobby Fisher thing better. Which uh, I've said on another podcast, I think it's like my favorite like sports movie of all time. If you're going to classify oh, really? like, chess, like oh. yeah, that is like, and it, it has all the hallmarks of like a sports movie as far as the the underdog and like the you know the big match well, at the I, end, so I, I think i found my guest for a podstalgic there <laughs> oh I, I love that movie i would love to talk yeah about so, it, so, same yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah do you do you have any ideas no I, I all i had prepared was please no Fortnite. that was the only the gag <laughs> i had um no, no dance dance revolution perhaps <laughs> uh, maybe somebody's very on point with their steps <laughs> no. uh, they can do the floss uh the, the floss pick or something like that whatever that that dance is <laughs> Yeah, my only uh, thing would be if you're going to do another music version, <clears throat> maybe next time around it's not a uh, modern setting. Maybe you pick a specific oh, time yeah. period. Maybe like I, go, you like, know, what? 
early Cla- 80s classical music oh well, even further than that no I, I, what, what about if it was like classical music and it was like uh, a composer you know let me um, um let me uh, throw it kind of you've been suggesting uh different movies have you ever seen uh, amadeus i have not i think you'd really i like know yeah I, I know it won all types of awards um well, you've got a rivalry there uh between composers and you've got not necessarily a dynamic there where someone is like a mentor, but you've got someone who is, you know, you're looking for just a savant and it's basically a movie about the sort of like insane jealousy and respect that someone just has like all the talent just at their disposal. And this other composer who's very, he's a, he's a craftsman, but he has to work hard at doing it. It's just him basically just like standing in awe of this other character and also being like his life completely ruined by, by jealousy in a way. Uh, I don't know. You seem to have like a thing where you, you really like, you know, films based around music. So that would be, I do. A, yeah. that would be a, a hard recommend for me on, uh, for you as uh, Amadeus. Check that out. Now is rock me Amadeus on the soundtrack. I don't think so, but if we ever do a no. podcast on it, we'll make sure to fix that. We'll put it in the show. All right. uh, so I, I guess that's it. And uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Um, I don't know if we have an idea of what's coming up. But uh, there are many ways to uh, interact with us on the social medias. Uh, I host another movie podcast called Podstalgic. Mike, you've been on there a number of times. Uh, you soon. can find me Searching on for Bobby yeah. Fisher. There you go. Uh, uh, at Podstalgic on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, what about you? Um, I often I just promote because I do way too many shows. Uh, but we did one on Marquez Plate on the recent uh, the Golden Globe Awards and people being upset over Bohemian Rhapsody, which uh, I was not because I've not seen it, so I don't have a dog in the fight. But uh, you know, we talked about a lot of the movies that people like A Star Is Born were like expecting win or supporting, and you can find that conversation uh, on Twitter. It's at Marcus Played Pod, Instagram at Marcus Played, and the uh, show itself is called Marcus Played. And we highlight movie podcasts that are kind of talking about our selected subjects that week so that'll be what i promote this week if you're into uh, more a star spawn conversation um although i think there's another podcast i did on a star spawn but i don't i don't want to give them too much on it this week this is now my second star spawn show uh within three days <laughs>